What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Vintage and Stuff. I know it's been a minute. haven't been uh, hopping on the podcast lately. been really busy. How busy have we been, Chris? So busy. And then we got Black Friday coming up. Double busy. <laughs> Triple busy. Okay, okay. Before we get into this episode, I got to tell you, this is complete and utter shameless self-promotion, okay? I recorded this episode and I took this opportunity to do it to, to, to do to do a little uh, staff appreciation chats with some of my people that work with me every day. I have about 30 staff at the warehouse, um, designers, cutters, sewers, uh, shippers, um, production management, so many people that work with Frankie and F is in Frank. Um, but the reason I recorded this podcast is because I have to tell you that everything right now is on sale. Frankie Collective is 30% off. F is in Frank Vintage.com is 30% off. And the Black Friday sales are popping. So if you would like to shop and if you would like to support this show, you can do so by going and buying some vintage on sale. It means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. So this episode is a staff appreciation episode. Um, You know, we get into some cool stuff. I talk to some of my people and it's a short one, but a good one. But when you're done listening, go shop FSNFrankVintage.com and FrankieCollective.com. Thank you. Have a good day. Chris has been working in the warehouse now for how long? Like, like uh, three, four months. Three, four yeah, months. Since the end of the summer. Crushing it. Crushing it. Um, you know, you guys all know Sean because he hops on all the videos, but Chris has been working with Sean for a few months now and crushing it. And uh, we're kind of going to talk about his life because this man has been in vintage for a minute. Yeah. So give us your uh, how you, cuz i remember you meeting you in Whistler like years and years ago yep and um used to come by the store mm-hmm. we kind of like broke down about like jersey and sports vintage and yeah i think i bought a boombox with like a record player in it at a garage sale in Whistler and brought it into the store one time so you were like yeah. is that for sale and i was like no yeah that thing was <laughs> yeah, ridiculous it is was did it have the record player on top or no, like it vertical? was a tray that like pulls out oh it's insane. my god yeah, yeah. flashbacks totally that's you'll, so you'll see it when we're going to have a little open house, have some people over to the house. You'll, you'll come over and okay. see it sometime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, super stoked. So give us like – give it, what's your like best pick you've ever come up on? Do you have a memories of like a best pick? Oh, I mean there's been like a couple things. I think I talked about like one of the things that comes to mind right away is definitely finding that like corduroy black comb hat on the side of that lady's house on the island yeah that was super dope especially because on that trip before i left for that trip i had i i kind of manifested it like i had this idea in my head that i was gonna find a black comb specific black comb hammer and the fact that i didn't find anything in any of the thrift stores but that i found it off the side of this lady's house was pretty epic yeah so you gotta give us the uh Play by play and sort of paint the scene of that house because that's what's important. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for those of you guys that know Vancouver Island a little bit, there's a little town called Coombs. So when you're driving out in Nanaimo and you're driving towards Tofino or Port Alberni, you drive by this little place called Coombs and it's famous because it's got this market with goats on the roof. It's the goats on the roof spot basically. And there's a bunch of little kind of vintage spots and there's like a record store there and like a hot – like anyways, like a collectible store. And I was chatting to one of the guys there and I I was like, is there anything else around here that's like this? And they said, oh, yeah, if you go – you know, you go like a couple of uh, signposts – like, you know, a couple streets past the little town and you bang a left and you just go down this little dead end. 
uh, street. There's this lady who has, you know, whatever. So I pull up, had no idea that her house was going to be covered in hats. And it was, and I rolled up. And, and by I, covered in hats, I've been there. Yeah. They're like pinned to yeah, they're nailed stapled to, to the wall. The stapled the wall. Like the 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 rusted staple stain is still on the hat that I grabbed because I literally had to like remove it from the house. And I remember rolling up and like you can tell obviously that they put some time into putting the hats on the house. So like they're like you're like, are they for sale? Are they just for decoration? Like what's the deal? So there was like the lady that runs the place and like a couple of her friends that were like sitting on the patio, and I rolled up and I said are the hats for sale? And at the same time, as she said, no, or I said, how much for the hats? And at the same time, she says, not for sale. The guy next to her was like 10 bucks each. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, it sounds like maybe they are for sale anyways. So yeah, I end up grabbing that hat for 10 bucks. It's a black home Labatt corduroy beauty. That I'll, oh, yeah. I, yeah, that I'll definitely have to be busting out uh, another time this, this year. But that was, that was pretty great. I mean, you know, like the, there's been a lot, been a lot of stuff over the years because that at that time you were you were you on a special island thrifting trip that was yeah i was doing that was like my i've done it three out of the last four summers like about seven to ten day trip where i basically just like sleep in my van just go from town to town on the island because they're so close and in the summertime like this is a nice place to be like you can just pull over at a lake or whatever and just grab grab food on your way and totally yeah so You've the last while, well, I don't know how long you've been doing it, but you've been selling at off, like you've been selling at like a street. Yeah, on commercial, on basically commercial, commercial by, on the bridge, right? No, 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 not on the bridge. Oh. That's that's by the SkyTrain. I try and like stay away from that area because it's a little bit more like like people that are basically yeah, just so like you're stolen like you're stuff. like at the Royal Bank parking lot. I'm near there. I, I'm on. I'm basically at Norman's Fruit Stand on Gravely and Commercial. I used to live at the on Gravely in Victoria. So I used to just like, I basically had like a cart that I can display records on that I got wheels put onto. So I could basically wheel everything down there, two blocks, just set up as soon as Norman's fruit stand ends. And in the summer, you got like a good three, three and a half hours of light still. Yeah. And it's like such a heavily trafficked area. So I don't, it's like, because I don't sell online, it was kind of like my way of figuring out how to create my own traffic. And basically you've got the demographic, you've got the traffic. Yeah. Have you ever got fucked with by Popo? Never, ever. Because what happens is, like, there's dudes that busk there, and there's, like, there's like kind of home, semi-homeless guys that kind of, like, camp there overnight. So they those guys don't get fucked with. So it would be weird if they were going to fuck with me. Yeah. So I'm basically just, like, adjacent and to so them. So you, you literally just roll out the I car roll up, and put it on the ground? set it up, and, like, it's cool because the, the, the fruit stand's got, like, a big awning. So I can, like, hang like pieces and the, and the fruit stands never open and the fruit stand no but it closes at like 6 6 30 oh i see and saying, then it yeah, stays yeah. in the summer okay. it stays late to like 9 30 10 o'clock and yeah. the best thing about that is that it's like there's like a crazy ice cream store like a gelato place and the bc liquor store that are like open till nine so like it's so many people coming in and out specifically of that little two block radius sweet and so it's yeah it's a good it's a good spot so there's a lesson in there people if you can't figure it out you just make your own scenario and you fucking set up on the sidewalk and make some money pretty much fucking why not yeah uh okay dope well i appreciate you it's been great having you here man yep and uh this is kind of a staff appreciation day so we're just gonna move on and chat to some other people here on the, on the show okay i am here in the frankie studio with amin um and she's at the helm she's at the uh, controller's desk i call it Doing her thing. So we have some questions for you today. You ready? Absolutely. Okay. Um, 
what got you into fashion? Why did you want to enter this crazy world of fashion and clothing that we work in? Uh, honestly, ever since I was young, I love clothes. I love being in it. Um, being from a small town, I didn't want to move away, so I went to business school first. And then naturally, I thought, why not go into fashion? Because you so all live once. What was your inspiration? Like, who was your muse? Who was your muse back then? Like, who did you look up to and go like, or like, or or say designers or uh, people who just had great style? Like, what was it? Uh, a mixture of everything. So, like, celebrity stylists. One of my favorite designers, the cloth surgeon. Um, he's from London. He did. He does reworks of things. So, if, like, he has a Nike sweatsuit that he remade into like a power suit. Really okay. cool stuff. So, did you know I have a podcast? Yes. You're gonna be on it. <laughs> can't wait can't wait <laughs> and also have i told you lately you're doing a great job you have which uh, you know more pressure <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you okay now i'm moving over here to kira our oh, new designer how's it going going real good uh what do you work on i am making a puffer vest looks amazing thank you we very have to much describe it for the people all right well we've got black out patchwork very dark overall Nice big three puffs. Gonna have snap closure on the shoulder and on the side seam. Yeah, I think it's gonna be fun. Kangaroo yeah, pocket it's too. Super dope. So this is for our upcoming project with Adidas um, to launch their sort of an intro to their take back program. Yeah, yeah. So we made it all out of scrap uh, windbreakers and then dead stock lining, and it's all very, um, very sustainable. Very sustainable. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so what, what was it that got you wanting to work in sustainable fashion? Um, I think just like I, I went straight into fashion school, so I've been in it for a while and working in the industry and seeing the amount of waste and what it's doing to the planet, um, really got me going in this direction. Um, shout out to you for leaving corporate job and coming over (laughs) to the good side of sustainable fashion. I commend you for that. Thank you. <laughs> um, also doing a great job. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. So I want to know more about your history here and why you decided to go to fashion school. Um, so I was actually going to do fine art. And then I did a program in Chicago before going to university where I ended up started building like stuff on the body. And I thought that that was working for me. So I made a snap decision in January of my senior year to move to London uh, and I moved when I was 18, and it was just just wonderfully impulsive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what school did you go to? I went to St. Martin's in London. So is that school hard to get into? It is, yeah. I had to do a foundation year before they let you into the BA program, um, and they only took some of us, but it was, uh, yeah, super intense, but super fun. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, super stoked to have you. Super excited for this Adidas project. And, uh, yeah. I'm stoked to be here. (laughs) Okay, I just ran into Arnie in the parking lot. He's on his way home after a heavy day of shipping. A heavy, heavy day of shipping, right? Oh, yeah. You know how it is. Packs on packs every day, man. You know how it moves. Packs on packs on packs. Packs on packs on packs, man. We move in every day, man. At least, at least 80 packs a day. I'm telling you right now. We move it. We move in bad weight right now. (laughs) We We are moving weight. Arnie's the man behind... Shipping all Frankie Collective and F is in Frank Goods. Fucking crushing it lately, my dog. Thank you, my G. 
Wouldn't um, have it any other way. Fucking right. <laughs> so are you prepared for the onslaught that is going to be Black Friday shipping? Well, you know how it is. I'm a Black Friday vet at this point. You know, I've been, I've been here 10 years in the game. And, you know, I've just <laughs> been, like, Black Friday is a walk in the park for me. <laughs> yes, this guy's prepped. This guy's prepped. Okay, yo, thank you as always. You're crushing it. Yeah. See you tomorrow, buddy. All right, catch you Have a good night. Yeah, you okay, well, got to talk to a few of the many staff here at F and Frank and Frankie Collective. Everyone does a great job here. Super happy with the team. Um, and yeah, it's Black Friday. Everything is on sale. Just go to the website, FersonFrankVintage.com. No code needed. Huge deals. Bundle it up. Let's go. Uh, and I'll be back with more podcast episodes very, very soon. So stay tuned and thank you for tuning in.